0: Bailey Friedman.
1: And Casey Miles. This podcast is brought to you by The Technique, our on campus newspaper, as well as Rec Radio, who has partnered with us to bring tech students quality entertainment and the freshest, dankest news.
0: So, I last week stepped foot in Crossland Tower for the first time ever, and I wasn't disappointed. I think that it's really nice and it's really pretty inside. Um, I was happy to see books, specifically um, Harry Potter books. I found those. And I. Felt a little bit like I was in, the colk, with maybe a little bit more like, silence, like not quite as loud as the colk, but um, the view is nice. I, I mean, I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's fine. As far as studying in there, I don't, I don't really see myself doing that too much, just because, personally, like, I'm not someone that, does my studying in a place like the colk or the library. And I've already experienced that it's like really hard to find a table in there because the seating isn't as um, expansive as I would like. And while there are good options for seating, it's really hard to find them and really hard to come by them. So I'm more so hoping that that will take away some of the traffic from other places on campus that I like to study, like the architecture library or something like that. So.
1: Yeah, the big thing with the new library, I haven't been in it yet. And even if I did go into the old Crossland Towers, which I don't even know if I did when I first came, because I think it was open, like my first semester I was here. um, I'm going to definitely check it out, though, especially I've heard there's a large collection of science fiction books uh, on some of the lower floors, which sounds really great to me. Uh, The big thing, big complaint I've heard, at least about this library, is the lack of cubicles. And I understand that. And I understand they'll probably come back when um, Price Gilbert reopens. But for the meantime, I think people will have to get used to it. And at the same time, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. I can understand lack of seating, especially if there's not enough. And I do like studying in the library when I do study. So it'll be <laughs> it'll be like interesting to see if I do have trouble finding a spot. But I think people are kind of blowing it out of proportion in terms of oh the cubicles are gone i'll no longer be able to focus because of these walls confining me and like preventing this distraction of people walking around me i i I just don't get that like if you really need to prevent distraction like put a shoebox on your head i don't know (laughs) like really focus in but i don't think it's that big of a deal i just want people to stop talking on the quiet floors which probably isn't going to change even if the library changes
0: One thing that I did notice, but I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, is that there aren't clear signs indicating what is the quiet floor and like what isn't. So the very top floor, the seventh floor, I went up there and it was like a glass entrance, like big glass doors that you have to go into to get to the study space. So I like kind of took that to mean that it's supposed to be quiet because it's not open to like the halls. But in Price Gilbert there were signs that kind of allegated that as the quiet space. And so um, that was something that I was confused
1: about a little bit. Another thing to mention is that the library seems to have not been completely on schedule. There is like small details still coming. Like I know there's breakout rooms, I think, in the new library, like a decent amount of them, but I don't think they're open to be booked yet. So that's another thing that'll help alleviate a lot of the problems with booking rooms, though, especially in the Colk because I know those fill up a lot, especially in the middle of the semester. So that'll that'll be a good alleviation of that but in the meantime you would hope that when they'd open the library everything would be completely open but i mean mm-hmm. i'm honestly not that surprised so another thing is that the old buzz cards will no longer work in the new library so that means people who are fourth years and older who have the old buzz card won't be able to buzz into breakout rooms and things like that now i know that tech is trying to switch over to the new bus card system, and I've already had to switch over because of stuff affecting me and being able to scan into places. But I just am disappointed a little bit that they didn't just wait for all of the old people to leave before they (laughs) forced this upon us.
0: That seems, like, very annoying. Um, I can't even imagine, like, trying to buzz into a room or, like, a campus building that I'm supposed to have access to and it being like, sorry, you're too old. You have to come back later or like with a a younger friend. So I'm sorry, Casey, that you're having to deal with that.
1: Yeah, I think as a closing remark, we just have to like realize that this is a work in progress. And I think this is the best they could have done. Like we're lucky that the library is split into two halves. That way they can split it up into two halves and it'd be two separate buildings and you're not dealing with noise complaints all day because the floor below you is being constructed so I think it's just kind of one of those things you have to deal with
0: and it'll be interesting to see um how it'll be interesting to see like what happens as work gets completed and yeah hopefully it's good
1: so speaking of old to new we have an old voice returning this semester um I'm introducing Will Finch right now he's going to tell us about a study abroad experience
2: uh hello this is Will Finch Um, I'm a mechanical engineering major here on Tech's campus. Um, I'm also assistant editor in the news section now, and I'm back stateside here after a semester abroad in France, and so uh, the guys here at Get Lively just wanted me to come back on and talk a little bit about that uh, transition back from uh, Europe into America, and I will say that I definitely feel different. Um, I think that the biggest thing has just been kind of keeping my head up, actually, as I walk around campus, just because when you're in Europe, you have to keep your head up in order to really experience all of that history and culture that's around. Um, And so with keeping my head up, like, I don't know, I've seen how, really how diverse Tech's campus is, Um, and just getting to watch and, I don't know, experience Tech in a new way has been really, really interesting. Um, But then you also see, like, how distracted Tech kids are from, I don't know, the world, Uh, just because everybody has their head in their phone or earphones in or anything like that. And so that's kind of sad, especially since... In Europe, you would just see people sitting on benches and just, like, taking in the world around them after, like, drinking a cup of espresso. Uh, Whereas here, there's not really that much of that. Um, Also, my diet is definitely different. Um, There in Europe, like, all of their food is really, really fresh. And so coming back to America initially, uh, I had a lot of stomach issues just because a lot of the food, like... I don't know. Honestly, it made me sick, especially on the flight back to uh, Atlanta from Paris. It was like uh, I'd gotten McDonald's bad decision. I that flight was probably the worst flight of my life. Um, but then just pulling it back to a broader perspective, uh, my opinion on America is also different, just because I don't know, like. Every, everywhere in Europe, like, it's, not, it's not as multicultural as America. And so you start to think of America a little bit differently. Like, okay, like yeah, we have our problems, but we're also not the same democracy that a lot of the other countries are in Europe because their cultures and their identity are very singular, whereas America is like one of the few, if not only, multicultural democracy. But uh, I guess in a nutshell, yeah, studying abroad was hard, but, uh, and it was expensive, but it was definitely a good experience.
0: Next up, we're going to have Maya Flores, who is a student who helps us out with the online team. Um, she does a lot of our crowdsourcing, so you've never heard her voice on the podcast before, but she does a lot of behind-the-scenes work, and we're excited to hear about her experience co-oping last semester. So I'm
3: Maya, I'm a second year computer engineering major, and um, I'm gonna be talking about what it's like coming back from a co-op and then starting to take classes again. And so what I really found like to be the hardest was when you're co-oping, you're working 40 hours a week, and then the first week of classes, you're only taking 16 hours. So it's like you have all of this free time all of a sudden, and that is really an adjustment. But then that first weekend kind of hits and you realize that you have like eight assignments due one Monday and you're like, oh, I didn't have any free time this week. I should have been studying the whole time. So I guess just that time management factor that you don't have to sort of think about when you're working is really important when you go back to classes. Um, on the other side, though, coming back to classes after co oping is really great because suddenly you're back on campus, you're like a college student again, you're with your friends, you're learning, and like it's just a different environment than co-oping gives you because that's sort of a corporate environment um, where everyone's 20 years older than you and they're all busy in their work and like it's just about the work basically. Whereas here on campus, everyone's sort of like very passionate about learning and it's just good to be in a community of your peers. So in general, it's good to be back from co-oping. Um, it's sad not to not be making money anymore. But yeah.
1: So now that we've heard from Will and Maya Bailey, how, how are you transitioning from fall semester to spring semester?
0: So my transition is a little underwhelming following those uh, two that we just heard from because I'm not coming back from a semester abroad or a semester working. Um, and I'm not approaching graduation. I'm kind of like in this very happy place of stagnation right now because I was on campus all semester um, in the fall and I'll be here again in the spring, which I'm really excited about. I think I am um, i was supposed to be abroad this semester actually and um, with the program that I was doing ended up falling through. And so I think that that adjustment was something that kind of was like really disappointing for me to have my plans change like that. However, um, I've kind of taken it as like this opportunity to maybe explore some new things on campus or try to like broaden my experiences here rather than abroad since that isn't going to be the case anymore. And so I'm just excited to see what else I can do at Tech and to kind of finish out my junior year strong because I am graduating next spring um, in May 2020. And so kind of just to like maybe alleviate some of the burdens that I will feel as a senior and be really diligent with my classes this semester. Casey, I know that you're graduating in May, so how does that feel?
1: Uh, It's definitely a little surreal right now, just uh, knowing this is my last semester of undergrad, but I think the biggest thing is I always struggle a little bit coming back from breaks in general, like long breaks especially, just because my schedule changes so much. Uh, My sleep schedule is already messed up because I took a nap from four to six last Friday and that just kind of like spiraled out of control into the (laughs) weekend. So hopefully I can get that back on track but now that classes are sort of uh, in a rhythm I guess I can tune into that rhythm and sort of keep things going. But the biggest thing about graduating is just that uh, senior design this semester is going to be a lot of work and so (laughs) I have to really stay diligent with that especially because they expect so much out of class time to work on that project and then additionally in the fall I'll be going to grad school so right now I'm still waiting to hear back from a few schools but I know I've been accepted into at least one so I know I can go to grad school
0: Snaps for uh, which that. is
1: uh, a, a good feeling it's just I want to hear from everyone before <laughs> I'm really relieved. So check out our latest issue of The Technique, published Friday the 18th. We cover the housing issue, so this is a special edition issue covering all housing in and around campus. Thanks for hanging out with us this week.
0: If you have opinions about current events, let us know by tweeting us at neekpod or emailing podcast at neek.net. If you're interested in writing for The Technique or sending a letter to the editor, email us at opinions at net.
1: To support the technique, pick up a fresh copy of our newspaper every Friday and turn into Rec Radio at 91.1 FM. To hear more news, tune in on Mondays at 6 p.m. for Battleground.
0: Thanks for listening. See, See you next time. time.